Hello, this is Matterall from the fan-created EVE Online podcast called Talking in Stations. At TIS, we like to bring you the most important news of the week straight from the newsmakers themselves. For over two years, TIS has covered EVE Online relentlessly, giving you the best insight into modern-day EVE. But it's not enough. Thanks to our financial supporters on Patreon, we are able to bring you more. The following is the first in a series of short episodes called Conversations. Each conversation will focus on a single aspect of EVE Online. We'll talk to everyone from experts that have logged in for over 15 years to those that follow EVE's fascinating player-created stories but don't play themselves. In this segment, we talk about attacking and defending conquerable areas of space. EVE Online takes place in a cluster of solar systems called New Eden. The cluster is mostly ruled by a few empires, controlled by non-player entities. Beyond the control of these empires lies outlaw space. These regions are about one-third of the game's map, and can be conquered and settled by players. The security rating of these outlaw regions is 0.0, which players use to name the area, calling it 0-0 space. The recent generation evolved the name to nullsec space. In other words, no security except that which players provide for other players. The sovereignty system has changed three times in 15 years. The original system was based on claiming the majority of moons in a single system by anchoring and onlining player-owned stations next to them. The player-owned stations, abbreviated with POS, were better known as pauses. They looked like towers with force fields. Powerful corporations used the firepower of the mighty dreadnoughts in siege mode to knock down the towers. Alliances of these corporations easily overpowered their smaller rivals. By 2009, the system was changed with the Dominion expansion. Dominion Solve, as it was called, changed the system from moon control to territorial control units. This took a lot of labor out of controlling systems and balanced the overall solve mechanics. It took years before players learned how to make Dominion Solve miserable for their opponents again. In 2015, Sovereignty was changed again to satisfy player outcry. The node-based system was introduced with the Aegis Solve expansion. This system, also known as FozzySov, which was based on the developer that mostly explained the system, his name was CCP Fozzy, became the latest in EVE Online's Sovereignty mechanics to control outlaw space. This system is a controversial one, and that's what we'll focus on in this episode of Conversations. I'm here with Exuki and Harvey Skywalker. Exuki, where do you come from? Uh, I, I, I'm a wormholer. I've done wormholes for nine years, and so that's more or less uh, everything I've done. And Harvey, you're from where? Hi, I'm uh, currently in Pandemic Legion. I'm a bit of a small gang and uh, kind of fuzzy self specialist, I suppose. Probably going to raise a few laughs because of uh, our current situation over in Provy, but <laughs> we'll go with it. It'll be about as about as silly as me trying to talk sovereignty. I've got all of two weeks of experience playing with it at this point. So, okay, that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about sovereignty with Exuki, who is a very experienced wormholer and player in general. He has just tried Sov for a couple of weeks, 
And Harvey is someone who has done SOV for a while and is a proponent of it or finds the value in it. So we're going to talk to Exuki to see what his experience was and, uh, and kind of see like where the shortcomings are and, and where misinterpretations are. So why did you get involved, Exuki, in SOV space in the first place? Um, I mean, I think from my group, there were basically two different little camps that found themselves with a, a similar objective. I had a bunch of dudes that, you know, watching the FanFest stream were like, hey, XO, we want to go try to get our hands on one of them fancy faction fortisars that, you know, coming up on uh, June 5th, all the outposts in Nullsec are going to turn into faction fortisars. So if we wanted to try to get our own, we had to go take one. Then I had dudes that were just like, I just want to go, you know, try something a bit new. Uh, our corporation is not terribly experienced or uh, invested uh, in NullSec warfare. I mean, I'm a, we're a wormhole corp that has a lot of dudes that, <laughs> excuse me, might have come from NullSec. But, um, you know, uh, we haven't done much besides some occasional roaming. So those two groups put their heads together and said, let's start a campaign to go see if we can go take some space somewhere. So we, you know, played around, tried a couple of places that seemed like something we could handle. Yeah. How, how did it go? Um, depending on who you ask, it went okay. It went poorly. Um, we, we bounced around a couple different places, uh, ultimately ending with the, our, our campaign was mainly focused on scalding pass. Um, in which we were attacking a, a group that we we thought we could handle. And I maintain that assumption, although the incorrect part here is the assumption that there aren't a lot of other groups that we need to take into account. Um, I mean, one of the best... <laughs> my, my corp teases me on this immensely. Um, until about a week ago, if you actually handed me an unlabeled map of EVE and told me to point to you about where regions were, I literally couldn't have done it. Um, people, I was like, what about this region? And people were like, oh, no, Exo, we don't want to go there. PL lives there. I was like, oh, uh, how about this one? Like, that's Delve, Exo. We shouldn't go over there either. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I love that. It's like, dragons be here. This is the end of the world. You'll fall off if you sail there. I was like, I've never done Nullsec, which uh, amazes some people. Um, I mean, I think w even in 2011, I, I, I got up and gave an Alliance presentation at, at FanFest, and I, I constantly made fun of myself for my lack of knowledge about uh, like Nullsec in general. And that really hasn't changed right up until a couple of weeks ago. Now I would tell you that if you ask me where a region is, I could probably point and say, oh, it's this one, um, at least most of them. <laughs> but... Well, um, can I can I ask you a question? So it seems like uh, quite a lot of worm haulers these days seem to be dipping their toe in. You know, what with the stuff happening over in the drone regions, you know, that was that was a lot of worm haulers banding together. Volta, they were coming out of wormholes, right? They were they they're pretty much worm haulers. Well, hard knocks was for sure. Hard knocks, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, right. as well. What what's right. what, what's the root of that then, uh, Exo? Is it is it that um, things have stabilized in wormholes and you're not really it's not not as much conflict in there and people are coming out to look for some fun or what's what's happening there i think that's a bit of a fair assumption i we, i could probably almost do an entire entire 20 minute sub episode on for on that exact topic but on a, at a high pass what we're what we have is wormhole space has a couple very large groups that have been you know you're you know they just keep growing and many of those groups are reaching the point where they're finding it difficult to keep 
the, their members all having in enough content because your average wormhole corp size has not actually increased over the past couple of years. It's just that you have this, um, excuse me, well, you have a massive gap of like where you're like normal wormhole corps are and then you've got your slightly larger ones and then you've got this, I, I, I'd say it's a gap and then suddenly you have several mega corporations almost. Um, the big two that most people probably jump to thinking of is Laserhawks and Hard Knocks, both of which are very large. They own considerable amount of wormhole space in general. Um, and you know, they said, we've actually got the manpower to start, you know, start punching people in sec. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, the groups in wormholes have grown, like you say, but the uh, the capacity of the wormholes, you know, you can still get the same amount of people through them. I, I, I mean, I, I profess to be in a bit of a noob when it comes to wormholes. The whole idea scares me. You know, it's similarly how you're, you're not sure about the sec regions, you know, it's a, wormholes is a mystery to me, but I'm, I'm, pretty sure you have that thing where you know you can take just a couple of capitals and a fleet through the worm or you have your fights but you know if you've got a mega corporation and you've got 60 70 100 people maybe i don't know surely the the wormhole is a limiting factor right just i also wonder if they're kind of killed they've killed off all their contenders all the... yeah yeah I'm, I'm that's mostly a meme um I mean, I'm I'm one of those groups. I mean, I would probably put my own corporation inside that this group that were far less skilled and focused as the other two. But my corporation is also quite large for wormhole space. Well, I thought the, the, the the meme goes on that you know, oh, Hard Knocks just keeps evicting all these corps. The majority of corporations that actually get full on evicted in wormhole space, most of them are getting evicted because they're they're either completely dead or they're small and from the perspective of the larger groups they were never providing much content anyway um yeah, they, they sort of evict them go you're a waste of space you know, get out of here i mean a uh, pos party uh, does not fall into this category because i know yeah, matter was, was involved yeah i mean pos party was, was for for other reasons but I mean, like people have accused my corp of helping empty out wormhole space at this point. At FanFest, somebody came up and told me that people like us are the reason wormhole space is dead. Although I would also contest that wormhole space isn't actually dead. It's um, actually <laughs> um, March was the busiest and most destructive month wormhole space has ever had since 2009. Well, wait, Even wow. taking Cosby out of that equation, it still holds that, that record. Well that's great. That's great information, but I want to turn back to yep, absolutely about Sov, uh, and we can do this again and go the other way to have Harvey ask questions about wormholes. But Sov, right now, you said you have experimented with it, and you were explaining some of the shortcomings that you're running into. Explain what your guys were telling you. So, um, I, I'll, 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 I'll front this by noting that if any of the stuff I say, the easy solution is that we're just doing it wrong. I would be not surprised in the slightest. Um, you know, despite my attempts to kind of shrug off and approach this like a like a nullsecker would, as, as my guys kept telling me, uh, I'm not sure we exactly succeeded. But on the highest level, the problems that we kind of ran into is I feel like 
the current implementation of sovereignty doesn't exactly promote actual fights as much as it seems to promote avoiding fights and just worrying about making the other person so bored that they don't want to continue. Well, yeah, there, there, I guess there is a factor of it. I've always found, you know, the way I've approached it is you, you do have to work to really sort of tease the fights out of people. You know, you have to... Uh, there's definitely some sort of slightly finicky plays involved in, you know, when I've always done it, I've never really, I've always tried, I've looked at who the enemy is and gone, ah, that, that's who owns it, you know, um, how how can I get them to get their ships out in space as much as possible and then kill them, you know, and and me, me and my my group of, uh, my, my corporation basically, that, that was what we sort of really specialized in you know people say you know they're, they're ripping into us at the moment on reddit saying oh where are these specialists in tosises but you know we never claim to be the specialist in uh, dealing with an entire coalition of uh, you know nerds bearing down on us but when it comes to getting the most out of the system we always you know matt like worked on ways to sort of tease tease the best out of it you know and i guess you you probably encountered quite a lot of griffins and things like that you know the in in defensive like the the enemy trying to defend themselves with jams and stuff is that was that something you encountered yeah i mean one of my you know i guess on a very high level complaint would just be in general like when they didn't or couldn't form people that we'd be playing the sov game with uh you know rather than rather than allow us to continue moving forward simply because they're not actually contesting us which i guess from my perspective would be the way that i would have liked it to work instead you know, it's it turns into this boring grind where griffins landing at 90 kilometers just keep halting our progress every couple of minutes until we build special ships that are designed to counter griffins. And then once that's happening, if the jams aren't working, they're just bringing in command destroyers to keep booshing us off of the node. And then we have to build a ship to, you know, handle that. And then once we got both of those things done, then yeah, we'd be... Yeah, you you basically uh, you went down the yeah you 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 traveled the route you know of of adapting like, and 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 overcoming right it's the, like evolution is happening yeah yeah exactly you were you were the ape on that t-shirt slowly turning into the man there um, then, but you know so we, we all did it so. we've all done that you know we did exactly the same thing you know the year or years ago basically when it when it oh look out I've only got a short amount of time but um. um but yeah, let me. So, so you, uh, you know, you just that's part of it, you know, adapting and thing. And the other thing is to to be able to like scale your your fleet up and down, you know. So, um, what we would always do is I'd start off where we're just in sort of small gang ships, no log, no logistics, and everything. We'd start, you know, we'd use alts to do the entosis. They'd be in the ships, like you say, that you would have evolved into being, you know, good for you know, countering the, or not being countered by the Griffins, you know, they'd have Sinos on to stop them from being uh, boosted off the nodes and things like that. And then the enemy would see your gang and they'd like, okay, and then they'd form a fleet, you know, something, let's just say they'd form some Feroxes, you know, uh, to deal with I, your I small gang. I wish they even turned into Feroxes, uh, but I mean, from my experience, okay, and I have one experience, uh, it was, and maybe you can say it's really just the group we're fighting. Like the most we ever really got was, was Cormorant. They, they formed up a whole bunch of, I think the term my guys kept calling them was longbow Cormorants. And they'd land at 50 and they would just, you know, 
eat up our Entosis ship, even if it means they lose half their fleet. And then they would just run to the next node and rinse and repeat, all while just reshipping Cormorants constantly. And yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie, you know, it's a challenge. <coughs> the, the, the counterplay would, to that would have been to, to not let them get those Cormorants out of their, their station or to trap them using dictors, you know, things like that. You know, basically, all of your complaints, all I'm going to do is try and twist that into being, you know, that's a dynamic environment for PvP. Oh, you know, it's, it's hard, it's challenging, you have to be sharp, you have to adapt all the time. You know, on the small scale, the, the, the SOV system, you know, encourages, all right, you know, I know basically your point where you say, oh, as soon as they look at your fleet and they think we can't beat those people and then they come out and start getting annoying. Well, in my counterpoint would be in Dominion Sov and the previous Sov systems, when they looked at you and went, I can't beat that fleet, they sat in the station and logged out and went and did something else. At least now they they can come out in some spaceships and try some stuff and you get to kill them. You know, that that is my go-to argument when people say, oh, but it just becomes, you know, they try and make it as annoying as possible for us. Well, yeah, they do, but at least they're, they're able to play the game and do something and have an effect. And at the same time, that puts them in space and you can, if you're good, get the kill mails off of it. You know, that's, that's, what, that's my counter. That's what PL used to do in Dominion Sob, right? They were the spoilers of Sob as you're trying to get in. And they would actually prevent people from coming in just because it was too annoying to try to take the Sob away from a capital fleet that was roaming around taking out other capital. Yeah, I mean, it was impossible, basically. I don't know about annoying. It was, I mean, it was annoying because it was impossible. You know, they, yeah. you, you had to, I remember I did it. You know, I was in a small, small alliance. I had NC Dot sit on me over in Geminate for, for a good year or something, you know, and we would try and, you know, you had SBUs, you'd try and shoot them. You wouldn't be able to use a Dreadnought because they'd be sitting there waiting, watching you shooting this thing for hours on end. Eventually, one of your guys would be like, you know, F this, and he'd go and get his dreadnought out, warp it to the warp it to the SBU, and the sign would go up, and he'd be dead. And and then you'd be like, no, stop, we've got to shoot it in subcaps. You'd spend nine hours shooting the damn things. You know, it was it was horrible for anyone that wasn't you know a power at the time. At least now everybody gets to have a crack at it. Right. So the system now it seems like the determined bunch has more. Uh, to say about Sov than the people with more money, the people with more people, the people with more hardware. Yes, but at the same, yeah, yeah, it's a correct assessment. And that's basically what I've been saying here. But at the same time, now we've had a change with the the repping of the Entosis ships. The, the meta hasn't really caught up with that yet. I mean, it is catching up, um, but maybe we're going to maybe we're pulling back a little bit from that from that counterplay um the small guy getting getting to do something you know like i'm a perfect example of that right now sitting um sitting in a sar and tests and legacy they've got um they've got it worked out as well you know they've learned their lessons just like everybody you know eventually catches up with the super cap and titan meta we have in in uh, nullsec now everybody's caught up and has got their facts uh, you know force auxiliary blobs to back up their supers everyone's catching up you know dread bombs aren't as relevant anymore because everybody has their facts blobs to counter it and so with the solve everybody's catching up and starting to learn you know that all you need is nowadays basically you just need a heavy entosis with a sino um 
you uh, you sit it on the node, and if anyone comes to attack you, you light a cyano with it, and you bring in a triage to or a fax machines to save yourself. That is the you know the new and developing meta. You know, we we were doing it a little bit when we before the patch. We would we would do that also. Have I used to use Hyperions because they were. Uh, they were very powerful. They have bonuses for, you know, onboard reps, you know, which was what you needed because when you had your Intosis link running, you couldn't take reps. So we'd have a Hyperion repping itself and, and that would do okay up to a point. But as soon as there was a massive fleet shooting, it, it would explode. But we would still drop a fax machine on it to save it as best we could. And we'd cycle down the, the tech to Intosis link. And, you know, you'd have, you'd try and survive for a minute with the Hyperion overheating all the reps and everything. And then once that point cycled, uh, that Intosis link cycled down, you'd, you'd get the fax to rep it. And at the same time, you'd cycle up with the fax on Intosis. Whereas now you, 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 it's similar, but now you can rep straight away. You don't have to worry about having that, that onboard rep capacity of the Intosis subcap. You can use a buffered um, subcap and um, you actually don't want to wind up with the fax machine like you used to because um, capitals can't be remote repped when they're intosising so the the meta is in a in a bit of flux at the moment but that's essentially it you know it's it's a it's a game of adaption and being as fluid as you can with your own you know the size of your fleet what ships you're using you know it's all about changing for the situation whoever basically is the most adaptive um will will prevail and and i guess determined will prevail in in fuzzy solve well what are your guys doing Exuki? are they playing other games or are they actually trying to that we did a couple cycles of trying some different fleets and we we were admittedly definitely at a, a disadvantage because I mean, we'd reship they'd reship except they could always reship faster than us because we just we tried and failed to get a beachhead a bit closer than uh, where we ended up having one um, but it was also just like my guys didn't find like uh, the the chasing each other around an interceptor fleets fun. Um, like we adapted and we countered their cormorants and we we dumpster their cormorants and start making progress. But it was a grind, and most of my guys were like, "This just isn't actually fun." Um, <laughs> so what would they do? Um, some of them would just kind of hang out on comm. Um, they'd be in maybe they'd come maybe they wouldn't um, I mean I definitely have some people that stopped coming to the fleets because they weren't enjoying the the mini game and this is absolutely partially just like this isn't what my corp does so this isn't what they signed up for like what they wanted to be doing so I, I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of corporations out there that have guys that are far more determined and you know doing this because this is actually what they wanted to be doing so we had that working against us from the start i, I mean like we had like three days in i had guys that are like i miss not having local <laughs> and having to scan shit this gate stuff is nonsense it just wasn't for I, them they're not suited for it it's almost like they've had a diet of this and now you're switching their food source and they're like yeah i don't really like vegetables yeah, yeah i mean, I'm, I mean I'm, it's I mean, um, we're, we're picky, I guess. Like, so I, I don't, I think elitist is the wrong word, I think. But, like, even when we'd win a fight, it, it's hard to get super excited about killing a whole bunch of Tech One destroyers. Like, when we'd win a fight and dumpster half their fleet, but maybe even their entire fleet because we positioned better, got those bubbles, stopped their fleet from getting where we wanted it to, it just didn't feel rewarding. Mainly because you watch them, you know they fly right back or if you potted them they showed right back up i mean that was one of the funniest things like from the wormholer perspective like stop 
potting the enemy. Potting them just lets them reship faster. Whereas in wormhole space, of course, it's the complete opposite because you pod that person, they're out, they're they're done, then no reshipping for them. Yeah, um, yeah we, um, we we would often uh, you know uh, kill a guy, then point his pod, and then hold him there and he, he's got to do the two minute um self-destruct <laughs> if he wants to go and get in another griffin yeah, or we'd do that or you know you just like throw a saber bubble up on him and then go do something else to let them yeah. keep fucking around but it, it was kind of just it's it just wasn't rewarding enough i think for several yeah. of our dudes but, because but, it's, um there's one thing you know with the interceptors you know it may not be that the uh that it's the sov's fault there with that with the interceptor meta of, of fuzzy sov you know maybe you know maybe the the interceptors should be uh shouldn't be nullified or something i mean people have adapted like we we're saying again and they've developed you know the uh the the cloaky t3s with smart bombs and probes you know to to counter the in- interceptor blobs again you know it's just it's like a an arms race almost of 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 adaption which i i i like that you know maybe the you know, there's there's tweaking to be done from CCP's end. Obviously, there there is, and they've been doing it. You know, intermittently since Fuzzy Sov came out, and you know, uh, right, rightly or wrongly, in some places, whatever. But you know, do at you least think there is. It would, do you think it would feel a bit smoother, more interesting, if it wasn't completely tied around this module that gimps your ship related to the actual capturing and progress of the nodes? Because I feel like, from my perspective, that is very limited and coming from a completely different direction than most of the people playing this game, part of the problem I I feel like I had the most with it is I had to have special ships to do this part, and it, 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 it was never about my fleet getting to hang out and hold control of a grid. It was always about killing their one stupid Intosa ship and defending our stupid one Intosa ship. And so, or I mean, yeah, some, you know, obviously we could have more than one to instantly make the redundancy, you know, make it a bit easier to do this. But um, rather than, I think, what the kind of original intention of the whole thing was in which we, we wanted to spread out that blob and say, now you've got to have smaller fleets skirmishing. It still feels like we fell a little short of actually having the fleet skirmish as much as, you know, both sides are purely focused on, on the ship that's actually waving the wand around. Because if they kill my Intosa ship, they just won that little fight, regardless of me killing their entire fleet. It's kind of like the, you know, the objective is, isn't actually directly, let's have a fleet fight and shoot each other. It's let's stop each other from waving magic wands around. And that's the part of yeah. it. Feels I mean, like the, it the point short. of the wand, the point of the wand, I think, you know, in the, when they, you know, envisaged the idea was to make, was to tie you down, you know, was to make you stay put, you know, was to make you commit to, to that, that node or, you know, that grid with, with a, with a guy, you know, and, you know, it might be that you, you didn't, you hadn't worked your way up enough through the scale. You know, it could be that because if you go heavier with your Intosis ships, you know, they can't and make them so that the enemy can't kill them unless they have a proper fleet there shooting them. You know, then you have a fleet that you need to fight. And, and you know, if if they look at your fleet and they say, well, we can't fight them head on, but they, they take their fleet out and try and, 
try and remove some of your guys off of one of the, the node grids, you know, at least there's a chance there that you can, uh, you know, interdict them with bubbles or, you know, they can make some mistakes and you can monopolize, you know, when it, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not deluded enough to think that the system's perfect and everything, but it does scale upwards and downwards to a degree. You know, I think um, that's the key. You know, I, I guess you've got to, you, you've got to really want it. You know, your guys were in it for a little bit of fun and and that try it out and everything. You know, if they were, if if their lives depended on it, you know, you'd keep pushing that that envelope of you know adaption. You'd keep trying different things. You know, you'd scale up your entosis. You you were you were right on the money with the whole uh, beachhead thing. You know, whoever is closest to the area that you're fighting over and can reship and change and and change doctrines, upship, downship. You know, become more mobile or more more deadly and heavier doctrine, whatever. You know, whoever is closer to the event. They they have the advantage, which sort of plays into the the um, you know the idea that it was occupation based. You know, whoever actually lives there has an advantage from living there because they can change their ships around, change their doctrine. They can go smaller so they get more mobile, can whiz around and and kill your entosis. Then when you ship up and make a blob to fight them, they can also reship and ship up as well. And you know, but but. I guess a lot of the time, you know, because it's Eve, you know, and it's a sandbox, we don't get those entities where they're of an equal, they're of a fairly equal measure. So they end up getting the fight, you know. All right. Uh, I'm going to call it, um, but I want to thank you both for talking about this issue and letting me record it uh, for the audience. Fascinating from two very experienced players. And let me know when it gets posted. I'll enjoy reading all the people just accusing me of. Not having a clue what I'm talking about and making everything sound dumber than it actually is. Really? Sure that's how I think I'm sure that's a little bit of how this this, this comes across because this is me just complaining about something I've. Oh, you know, don't worry, Zeke. I, I think I know. Who, I think I know who's going to catch all the heat after this goes out. Don't worry. <laughs> Listen, it's very very brave of you to let me record this because it is showing a vulnerable vulnerability of knowledge in something you haven't done. But you're a very seasoned player, and I really wanted to see what it's like for a seasoned player to try to take on a new system that they haven't tried before and what their guys are experiencing it. So thank you very much, uh, Executive. Coming up next, local chat. What is it? How does it work? <laughs> thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Harvey. Cheers. No worries. Nice to meet you, Zuki. Nice to meet you, too.